You are listening to Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by my friend, Dakota Wrightan. We have combined experience in music, MMA, Christianity, ministry, video games, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. Yeah, it's... It's a cross. Jesus went to that cross and he took the stripes and he took the nails and he, he bore all those things for us. Three days later, up from the grave, he arose. Three days later, he rose as King of Kings and as the Lord of Lords. I never thought we'd get here. Okay, buddy. How you doing this morning? <laughs> doing lovely on yourself. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How's the kid? I was oh. going to say kids, but you have one. How are the kids? How are the wife? How, how's the one kid? My daughter's doing pretty good. She was a little sick, right? Oh, yeah. She has this thing called, like, croup or something. That sounds gross. I don't remember exactly what it's called. Uh, it's like her airway is clogged with mucus. Oh. And so it's hard to breathe. Yeah. Well, hopefully she gets it squared away, huh? Yeah, other than that, she's doing pretty good. She's still as lively as ever and yeah. funny. Yeah, she sounded really excited the other day when I heard her Dude, on the phone. she's crazy. Or on PSN. <laughs> she was crazy. Yeah. It, it, like, if you're ever in a bad mood, just have a baby laugh or something. Right. It'll cheer you up really just quick. Just tickle a baby. Just tickle a baby. <laughs> Not to be confused with tackling a baby. <laughs> and usually ask permission first. Before tackling a baby? Both, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 before tickling or tackling a baby. Good call. Good call. Hey, is that your baby? Can I tackle? <laughs> Actually, I I would prefer people ask permission before even touching my child. Is that weird? Oh, hardcore. Plus, like, it can be dangerous. Like like they might have knives or something? <laughs> no. The baby or the stranger? <laughs> Both. Um, no, like for sicknesses. Right, right. Like some person comes up and just starts touching like my baby's face or whatever. Do that I'm one like, with your nose, like. Oh, is that little Nora? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, she's sick. She can't talk to you right now. Yeah, back off. Have like a fly swatter. <laughs> Stay away. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Cross Joke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. I'm joined by the one and only ravishing Dakota Wrightan. Good to be here, Zach. You're just a ravishing young laddie. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. I can't believe it's Episode 6. Dude, yeah, yeah, this has gone by really fast. We only have 83 episodes left. I know. Man, it's countdown. <laughs> what if we started doing an episode like like, like one, one earlier in the week to where like we're starting to do like two two a week holy cow and like they just keep compounding like we're pumping out like three a week and then like four a week holy one a day eventually dude oh then my. then we just never stop we'll just live stream we'll keep <laughs> our <talking>. whole lives <laughs> oh man i think i saw a black mirror episode about that mirror episode a black mirror episode about that oh i was looking in the mirror well, dude, so you said it's been a pretty busy week, yeah? Oh, yeah, lots of work. Lot, December's busy, lots of stuff. Got a Christmas recital coming up. I've been practicing a lot for that. Right, for guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, yeah, my goal is to just shred guitar. Nice. I have two goals in life. I want to be shredded physically and shredded 
artistically. Dude, you're the hippo, man. You got to keep the hippo image. I want to be like Moto Moto. You well, know him? Well, dude, if you can't like me at my Olo, you can't <laughs> like me at my Ulu. <laughs> you're such a millennial. How does that go? Uh, I don't even know. At my Owo? Oh, my gosh. Oh, anyways, man. Yeah, it's been a pretty good week here, too. Um, I just got done this morning actually kind of cleaning up the metal. We have, like, a metal wall that we put up at the new academy. And I was using acetone. And, bro, that stuff's pretty potent. Yeah. And I didn't have gloves, so, like, my fingers kind of smell like it's still. I can't remember. Is that stuff that can burn skin, too? Yeah, pretty much. So my hands are kind of shrivelly, if you can't tell. Well, if you run out of water, you just take a drink of that, and you'll be good to go. Warm you right up. Gotcha. But anyways, so I'm <laughs> a little cheery. No. Um, anyways, but that's been good. So, yeah, I've been doing a ton of work down there at the new academy. Uh, we had a really cool graphic kind of tag style, graffiti style uh, mural put up. I actually, you got the chance to, to see it the other day. Yeah, it's of this big bald eagle. <laughs> Just with its talons over a giant salmon. It's, it's, it's resting on Vin Diesel's arm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really cool. It's a, it's a uh, bow and arrow choke, right, which is from the back. It, it ends up kind of making the shape of a bow and arrow. And so that's there. And then the TFL logo's in the corner. Imperial BJJ logo's in the other corner. Uh, dude, yeah, my cousin Frank Hall did it. It looks so, so sick. So there should be a video coming up uh, on social about it. So... If you're listening to this and haven't seen it yet, it might be up by the time you listen to this. But anyways, man, it turned out really sick. If, and then, I'm, if yeah. I'm listening and I want to start joining your gym, how would I go about doing that? So where we would be at was uh, our website, which isn't live yet, and then also social media feeds. But we're, we aren't accepting any students as of now so because we aren't oh. up until January-ish right in there. Um, but okay. when you do want to sign up, we will have an open house here in Butte, Montana at Imperial BJJ, as well as online, you know, marketing, that kind of thing. So it'll be really easy for people to find us and get signed up and check out free classes and get involved that way. And so we have that lined out, cool. but again, the timing hasn't quite hit yet for that to be appropriate to push. Cool. Cause we still don't even have the mats down yet, but we're getting really, really close. Like, like a lot closer than we were, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. Well, you just better watch out. I'm going to show up and pull some Ashigarami. Ashigarami into flying scissor heel hook. Yeah, that's right. Let's do it, bro. Bring it on. I'll do a cross choke. I never did get the chance to do a banana split. Never quite presented itself. Apparently, it's hard to fit into your routine. Yeah, like it really has to present itself. I was looking for it. If I throw a bunch of bananas out on the mats, would yes. that like, help you But then it? you got to do the Mario sound. Can you impersonate Mario? Um... I, I'm not sure. Yahoo! What about the one where he dies? Oh. It kind of sounded like Pac-Man. I think that sounded great. Was it pretty close? Yeah, I think so. Let's open things up here. Three items on the list, Dakota. Three? Number one. New segment called Neck of the Woods. All right, this is something that we kind of advertise this week. We don't have really any information uh, as of the share right now, but wanted to get it out there at least uh, for any fight events. Like if you're if you're a fight promoter, or maybe somebody putting on a local Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament, 
or a boxing event, even a judo event, whatever, like any kind of martial arts style event. Uh, we want to give you the opportunity to have free uh, advertisement, kind of a shout out for your event. If you're looking for fighters to, to feed your card, whatever. We, we want to be here for you as another avenue just to kind of get word out for your event anywhere in Northwest U.S. I mean, if you're doing something in Connecticut, this probably isn't the best place for you to advertise. <laughs> probably <laughs> but, not. Not yet. Yeah. So anyways, but if you have something like that, let us know. We'd love to give you a shout out. Yeah. Secondly, we want to say a huge thank you to Isaiah for last week being our first guest of, uh, of the podcast this season. And uh, we hope to just have more guests come on in the future, maybe even one for our season finale. Ooh, that would be fun. Which, speaking which, of which. Segways to point number three. Next week is our season finale. It'll be our last episode of season one. And we have a couple things planned that are going to be pretty fun. We may have a third guest on again. Uh, but either way, next week will be the season finale. We'll be done for this year, and then we'll pick it up in January sometime in there we haven't quite set a date yet but take a little break reevaluate re revamp mm-hmm. and uh, get some content ready for season two. Oh yeah so thank you for joining us for season one thank you for joining us for the finale next week yeah savage 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 life Christmas Jesus uh dakota it's christmas season i love the christmas season i really do too what what is your favorite gift you've ever got gotten got how do you how what would be the right right uh, we could just say received what was the greatest gift you've ever received whenever on an essay if i don't know the spelling or the right way to do it i'll just reword the sentence so i don't have to use that word if spell check isn't a thing (laughs) i'm just like ah forget it yeah but the most my most favorite and prized gift that I've received on Christmas ever would be my first bass guitar that I received. My mom and some family members all pulled some money together and bought me this sick bass. That's special. Yeah, it was super nice. And then did it just keep rolling from there? That kind of kick-started me. Uh, before that, I only had a violin and... I just kept rolling. Got a piano, got some guitars, but that's I still have that bass to this day, and I'll, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. It's definitely my favorite. Dude, Christmas is all about gifts, huh? <laughs> that's all I care about. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> and Thanksgiving food and Christmas food. Food and gifts. That's it. The American dream. That's year-round, actually. <laughs> Well, that's what we wanted to talk about today is, is the question is, what does the Christmas story mean to me? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we wanted to discuss a little bit. And so, you know, Christmas to a lot of people sometimes is kind of painful. Sure. You know, because sometimes there's a lot of memories of loss Mm -hmm. or, or being without a loved one for the first time this Mm -hmm. Christmas. And because Christmas is usually a pretty happy thing to most people. But it's also, yeah, again, pretty painful. But, um... And it's cold. And it's cold. But I like cold. I think cold can affect a lot of people's mood. Dude, it makes me just happy. No, it doesn't. Dude, it really does. Anything makes you happy. (laughs) 
Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so like, if it here's my ideal weather. If it was absolutely pouring, dreary grayness. Hmm. I just that if it was like that, three sixty five. We live in the perfect area for that, don't you? Um, I would need to move like to Seattle. A little the bit grayness. More. The grayness, yeah, but it's, not it's, the rain. It's green like for like two days here. That's true. And then it's white. With snow. Yeah. And with us. And pain. Oh. <laughs> We're pretty white. Um, anyways, man. So, yeah, like, I love... Uh, there's a word for it. I think it's, like, pluvial file. Oh, wow. Is, like, a lover of rain. Kind of an idea. But that's not what Christmas is about, either. Let's reel things back in here. All right. <laughs> Come on, got me a morning. Yeah! <laughs> Jesus came as a little baby... And it ended there, right? Yep, little baby Jesus. Little baby Jesus. Eight pound, five ounce. Jesus is is the baby, and we get gifts on Christmas. And the family comes over. And we eat food and watch movies. The Christmas story. <laughs> okay, what would you say to me to help me understand the actual Christmas story? Oh, man. I would say it started... A long time ago, and it's not just a bunch of traditions that we follow. There's a deeper meaning and purpose behind the Christmas story that deals more with our spirituality than anything else. And then you would get interested. Okay, so I'm interested. Tell me, tell me more, Dakota. Well, have you not heard? Jesus is alive. That's right. I think a lot of people do forget that Jesus grew up, like, he walked this earth and performed miracles, and then died and made a way for us to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, typically I think the perception ends with the manger. And it's important to understand the virgin birth. That is a core principle in our belief. Why? Because it is an amazing miracle. And it proves that God came not only as he wasn't half God, half man. He was fully God and fully man. And that's extremely important for yeah, for Christianity. Definitely. Now, why did he come? And I think that's what we want to talk mostly about sure. today is why, why Jesus? Like, why, did, why was it necessary for God to come as a baby or for God to send his son? Yeah. And what does that mean to me? Right. And so I think there's a lot of misconceptions there, which we sure. already kind of talked about. There's a lot of, of uh, kind of deaf ears turned to the rest of the story. Sure. Kind of like Paul Harvey. And, you know, a lot of people just kind of take Christmas as the busiest time of the year, hecticness, try to keep it special, get toys for the kids, and get through the new year. Oh, I got to make New Year's resolutions. Let's start 2020. Mm-hmm. But the things we take for granted man we just overlook so much we just overlook so much of the the beautiful story of god relating to us of of coming as emmanuel and so i want to talk about that word a little bit emmanuel usually that means god with us right that's kind of the simple definition emmanuel god with us mm-hmm. now what i wanted to talk about a little bit is emmanuel costs a great deal to god it was a great sacrifice sure. to be relatable to us. Yeah. 
because that's what's awesome about the God that we serve is we could approach him about anything Mm -hmm. and he would understand. Right. Because he's not just God who created us and has been up in the clouds ever since. Yep. But he literally came into time, experienced pain, experienced temptation in every way that we could have. Yep. And rejection, everything, all, all the way, well, he didn't do anything wrong and was killed for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the God who made everything we see came and experienced what we would experience. Yeah. And I, that is so powerful to me because it's more than just... Oh, it's a little cute little baby, and I'm sick, and I wipe my nose, touch the baby. <laughs> right, it's so much more than that, you yeah. know? No other belief system or religion has their God or deity acting in that same role. Yeah. No other God would come down and be with his people in the same manner. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of unheard of, and especially like with Islam, because cause Allah is such a high esteemed God mm-hmm. who is not non-approachable, yep. you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's, it's so counterintuitive to Islam that we can approach our God at just as we are. Right. You know, come as you are, come as you are. And so that's in, in the middle of all this, we're talking about hope. We're talking about a fresh start. We're talking about a God who loves us, a yeah. father figure who's better than anything your father could have been, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so often, our our God becomes a projection of our earthly father. Yeah. You know, because the God of the universe is so unknowable, yet he makes himself known to us. But through that all, the only way we could even grasp him is usually he becomes a big picture of our parents. And I think we talked about that before. Sure. But in that idea, he's so much better than that. Right. And so we have to have an open mind to how perfect our God is. And if you're rejecting God for him being mean or not being there or whatever those things are, that's not the God of the Bible. Right, because that's not his attributes. No, no. So so be open to the idea of maybe I'm thinking about the wrong God. Sure. So with that idea, Dakota, we kind of wanted to journey through some verses yep. that might help kind of kind of shape what we're talking about a little bit. And we encourage you to, in, in your Bible, too, to kind of maybe follow along with us or your Bible app. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe kind of take some time before Christmas just to kind of reevaluate what you know of the Christmas story. And we're not going to go like extremely in depth, but just kind of a, a general guideline through some of the New Testament of why Jesus had to come and what does it mean to us. Mm-hmm. And so let's kind of open up here with, with uh, Romans six twenty three, which kind of sets the tone of why Jesus had to come, right? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. Before Jesus came... There was no way to get to heaven. That is the whole basis of the Christmas story. Right. And everything was foreshadowing of the perfect way. Mm -hmm. Because there was the atonement through the the yearly ritual of sacrificing the perfect sheep. Yeah. That kind of thing that the high priest would do. Um, But none of it quite satisfied God. Yep. Until Jesus came. Because the only thing that could truly satisfy him would be perfection. Yep, the perfect sacrifice. And because of all that, because the wages of sin is death, right? So you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, right? Romans 6.23? Wait, Mm. no, that's what we just read. Yeah. Um, What is that other verse that's like, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God? Somewhere in Romans. Romans 8.28? That sounds right. Yeah. 
Somebody, somebody double check that for us. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Just look into look it. Look into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So the Bible's clear like, hey, everyone's a screw up. God knew everyone was a screw up. Mm-hmm. And for, for us screwing up, falling short of God's standards, right? Mm-hmm. The wages of that sin going against God's righteous and perfect way is death. Now, God loved us. Are you John 3.16? We're just just going. But yeah, so then we'll just kind of go to John 3.16. Sure. For God, or for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Right. And those kind of go together really well. I mean, all this goes together well. But the whole idea, man, that, that the wages of sin is death, but... God made a way. Yep. And that way was through this little baby boy. Little little baby Jesus. Who never grew up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> who stayed a baby forever and never had hardship. I love that Christmas story, though, honestly. But the baby that never had hardship. No, just setting the tone for Jesus' whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, he was rejected even from the beginning, you know? Right. Yeah, like before he was even born really mm-hmm. you know yeah so if you've ever experienced rejection jesus knows how you feel yep so second corinthians five twenty one, for god made christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with god through christ mm-hmm. and i think out of all of this that verse can summarize mainly what we're really talking about mm-hmm. is he became sin who knew no sin and um, what's that word? Propri- proprietation. It's not atonement, but it's uh, propitiation. Propitiation. Pro. It, it, it's often referred to as a great exchange. Yeah. That when Jesus was on the cross, he literally became the sin of the world. Yep. And in turn, we got seen as perfect mm-hmm. you know it was a great exchange we it was the the greatest deal in the history of deals is he took all the sin of the world and in turn gave us eternal life yeah. gave us right standing in front of a perfect and holy god mm-hmm. dude what what more could you ask for and all simply because of love right that's that's it yeah there's some big christian words you could throw in there but like propitiation or another word for atonement which is another way of saying God or Jesus satisfied the wrath of God mm-hmm. that we deserve. Yep. And another word for that, then just a simpler word is mercy. You yeah. know, grace and mercy. God showed grace and mercy to us in taking the pain and the punishment that we should have taken. And a good way for like, you know, for grace and mercy, uh, how would you define grace and mercy? Grace is filling a. When I've when I've messed up, it's it's instead of giving me the punishment I deserve, not necessarily letting it slide, but allowing me to have a second chance. Sure, like uh, like not getting what you should have gotten. Yeah, or a third chance. Yeah, or an infinite chance. Now how about mercy? Um, I almost think mercy is not getting what you should have. Like, say if 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 you screwed up. Sure. And deserve punishment. I'm going to show mercy to you by not giving you that punishment. Okay. And instead, I'm going to give you what you 
don't deserve in another way, which is new life. I think that would and be that's grace. grace. Yeah, grace is that second step. Yeah, mercy and grace. Usually we say grace and mercy. Yeah, I think you're right though. There's right. like an order to it. Yeah, it's almost mercy then grace. Yeah. Yeah, or grace, mercy, grace. Then mercy. I think they just fully coincide. Yeah, they, they, they go hand in hand. Yeah. So, anyways, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Mm-hmm. And that's Romans 5, 8. Now, mm-hmm. that's where, you, like, it all comes back to love, like you were saying, that even when I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> right? He still died for you. Yeah. And in the middle of, of my sin, in the middle of my lowest low Jesus still loved loved me enough to die for me. Yeah. Now, not only that. Now, Mark Batterson talks about this in his book If, that that so often we summarize the gospel as Jesus died for you. Uh huh. But what about him rising, raising from the grave? Yeah, that's that's the other half of the gospel because yeah. there's only and I, and I love that he makes this point in his book because, you know, he he died for us yes, but he also rose again. Yep. For us as well. Because in doing so, he proved himself to be God. He proved that his sacrifice was accepted. He did it to prove the haters wrong. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I mean, not, there's not a better motivation in life than just to prove <laughs> haters wrong. That's Jesus did it. <laughs> but him rising... Okay, what's the, what's the right tense? Rising? Him rising or him wrote him rose? Yo, my boy rose. <laughs> he rosing. Ro- he rose again. You know that thing where you just like change the sentence structure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyways, there's the complete picture. Easter and Christmas go together. How about that? Easter and Christmas is the gospel message. But it's so true because if he never rose from the grave, he would be just another dead God. Sure. But because he rose again and has life, now we have eternal life too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and if you look in the, the, the order of when, in which things kind of unfolded in Scripture, is that allowed then the Holy Spirit to come yep. as well, which is really important in the grand scheme of things. So I put a... Uh, kind of poll out on social media asking sure. how would you describe the gospel using one word and so that's what we're talking about the gospel the gospel message is the good news the good news is Jesus came died rose again proving himself to be God allowing us to have access to eternal life if we say yes mm-hmm. so within that whole idea it can get confusing like it could get sure. wordy isn't there an acronym for gospel like God's only God. son oh poor out for eternal life or something. I don't know. Gospel. <laughs> it's the French version. <laughs> I know there's the acronym for grace. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Kind of bugs me though. What? Well, what is um, it? God's riches at Christ's expense. Oh yeah, that's weird. I don't know. It's kind of bumper stickery to me. What? You know, like a bumper sticker Christian. That's who just tattooable, pulls bro. That's permanent. <laughs> I had a dream last night. I get this, of uh, oh, some some preacher was talking, and he was like, "WWJD, right? Something like that." And then I, my our friend Alex 
was standing there. He has a. I'm not. I'm not roasting Alex, but he has a WWJD tattoo on him. Oh, right? cool. Back when that was really cool. Yeah, but still, still cool, is cool. Right, but it meant a lot to him. But I, Alex was all proud and pulled up his sleeve and like flex, and because it's on his shoulder, and he's like, right here, bro. <laughs> That was a dream. Why do you have such amazing dreams? Oh, usually I don't remember them. Like, I bet 90% of the time I don't remember my dreams. When I do, they're, like, really funky. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. Like Like your Fuse dream. (laughs) That you can share another time. (laughs) Tink. (laughs) You hear that sound on your window? You better run. Yeah. Buckle up. (laughs) So I... I submitted this question. How would you describe the gospel using one word? And we'd like to hear from our listeners, too, uh, either on social media or tflministries.com forward slash podcast. Let us know how you would describe the gospel using one word. And I think the most there's, – there's a lot of great answers here, but a lot of people are saying life, love, salvation, um, grace, freedom, peace, hope, repentance, the old word propitiation. Mm-hmm. Grace again, true love. Josh Barnhart broke the rules, and then uh, you hopped in and was like, "Hey, that's two words." Um, and then you broke the rules, saying "cross choke." <laughs> There's supposed to be a hyphen. Hyphen. There. Uh, reconciled. How would you define reconciled, Dakota? Bringing something, not just back to its original, but even better. Sure, like say a broken pot. Right, God doesn't just repair it to what it was. He makes it better than what it was. Yep. And that's kind of us being reconciled back to God. I love that illustration, too. Yeah, because bringing back to its original is kind of restitution. Sure. You're paying for for it to be back to what it, what it was. But, yeah, reconciled, again, is that step further. It just seems like God's always doing that for us. Just proving the haters wrong. Yeah, but in a loving way. And then the last one is uh, restored. And that's oh, a good I love one that. So it goes hand in hand with reconciliation. Yeah. All this idea of we were we are in a horrible place. Mm-hmm. God made a way for us to be in a better place. And all because we screwed up. Yeah, and it's on us. Yeah. But he made a way for us to get back. Yeah. How cool is that? It's so cool. What a perfect plan. Romans 10, 9 through 10 is where this kind of comes back to us. What does this mean to me? How do I... Basically, how can I be saved, right? Mm -hmm. And Titus preached a good message on this. Pastor Titus, the Chi Alpha director up at Montana Tech, he preached a really good message on what must I do to be saved, right? Was it the centurion? Not the centurion. No, it was the guard from for Paul and Silas. Yep, when the prison walls broke down. That's right. And the prison prison walls broke down. They could have escaped. He was going to kill himself. And they were like, yo, we're still here. Yeah, we're like, hey, man, hold up, hold up, bro. And he's like, oh, man. Well, I don't remember what he said, but he eventually was like, what must I do to be saved? And we got to have an answer to be able to deliver to people when they, they, they might not come out and ask that. Sure. We have to have ears and eyes that are, we, we got to be first class listeners, first class noticers to be like, okay, when can I make the most of every opportunity to spread this gospel good news message to people who are willing to hear it. Mm-hmm. And this is where it can kind of all come together in Romans 10, 9 through 10. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. 
God won't let you down. Mm-hmm. You could trust him. You have nothing to lose. And here's another great thing is it's not our reputation on the line. Right. Right. We're just saying, yo, Jesus is the way. The scriptures say it. He's like, I don't need you to prove me. Are you saying it's easy to be a follower of Christ? Dude, just prove the haters wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'd say yes in a lot of ways. It's a lot. How about this? It's a lot simpler than we make it out to be. Sure. It has its hard moments. It has its very difficult moments. I wouldn't go easy, but I would say worth it, and I would say we have nothing to lose. And at the root of it, though, how much do we have to bring to the table? Our heart. Which, in turn, is everything. Yes. But we're. it's just an act. It's not rituals. It's not... It almost comes down to a simply, as simple as saying yes. Yeah. I think that's it. And if we say yes that's the beginning of of a wonderful new journey mm-hmm. because not everything gets fixed overnight right we're not preaching that kind of style of message either and we don't we don't say that at all but it is the best decision we can ever make is saying yes to jesus because we have been made with a divine potential and we talked about this when we were talking about um, self-esteem is god has instilled us and designed us to have self or not as has designed us and instilled us with potential, with a divine calling, right, to glorify him, to make him known. And when we go to him, we start reaching that potential. Yeah. And the enemy wants nothing more but to hold us to hold us back from that potential. Sure. So when we say yes to God, we begin to live the life we were meant to live. Right. So all in all, through the Christmas story, I just feel it's important for us not to emphasize Christmas, per se. Like, it is such a wonderful time of the year for us to celebrate the birth of our Savior, some, a God who physically came down to earth and took on sin, died, and then rose for us, all for love. Um, instead of just thinking about Black Friday and Santa Claus and movies and chocolate gifts and all that good stuff but and those are great to celebrate but at the root of it all not turning christmas not turning the the story of jesus into a tradition but letting it live out inside of our lives so maybe if you're listening and you want to know more about how you can come to know jesus about the more inner depth spiritual meaning behind the christmas story you can submit your questions to us, contact Zachariah, and we can walk through this with you um, because it's a journey. And just like we said, all you have to do is say yes and take those first steps of asking Jesus into your life. And his name is John C. So walkout song of the week. Uh, we actually came up with a, quite a few different ideas. Um, first, we had a song in mind, but then we kind of figured since it's, kind of the Christmas season, we might want to do maybe a Christmas walkout song. And there's a lot of good songs that you could use to walk out to. Um, this would have to be kind of a perfect scenario. Maybe you had a fight like in December or something. You want to get people hyped up. I think a great song that you could use would be Carol of the Bells by August Burns Red, which is one of my favorite metalcore bands ever. And, and the second song. Yeah is Carol of the Bells, dubstep remix, 
parody featuring Parody Kings USA. Or you could use any song off of 116's album that yeah. came out like last year, two years ago. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's a great version, too. Mannheim Steamrollers. You know what? Just use any version of Carol of the Bells. People will go crazy. So, banana split for the week. As you know, Zach and I, we play Rainbow Six Siege on PS4 quite a bit. We're like the two... Two of the three co-founding fathers of our squad. Yes. Um, anyways. The squad only consists of you and me lately. That's true. So Rainbow has been really good about stopping people from being toxic on the game. So that's... On, on the game, you have attackers, defenders, mm-hmm. and there's a thing called reverse friendly fire where right. you, could, you could shoot your friend <laughs> and, and kill them. Yeah. And Dakota... The team we were with was just toxic. Very. They, they, they were kept just, killing themselves. <laughs> and we were we were doing pretty good if it wasn't for them. We would have won <laughs> way earlier in the game. So I kill one of our teammates because he's ruining everything. He's destroying all of my abilities and yeah. stuff. And it's the last round, and I choose this character, Fuse, who... Like, shoots grenades through a window. Yeah. And you're our teammate. So so at that time, since you killed our friend, mm-hmm. you had this thing called reverse friendly fire turned on. Yep. Which means if you try to shoot a, a, a friendly teammate again, it's as if you shot yourself. Yep. So... And you get... It, you get banned, and you get, and you could potentially be banned for thirty minutes for being so toxic. I don't know how our teammates were banned for thirty minutes. They were, they were so close. No idea. So, Dakota's one action of killing his our, our teammate, and I was being really careful. And then he went up to this window with fuse. He put his thing up, and it shot all these grenades into the room. And our other teammate, like, what? ran in front of like the fuse on charge. And Dakota killed him and was banned for 30 minutes. And it, I don't even think I killed him. He just took, like, a oh, little bit damage. of damage. That's all it was. <laughs> and boom, just like that, I'm sitting, not doing anything for 30 minutes now. Yep, but hey, the squad stuck with you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so that's my banana split of the week. So anyways, be careful of toxic players on R6. Yeah. Verse of the week. All right, to summarize the conversation, Romans 10, 13, uh, often referred to, what well, we, we read a lot through Romans, often referred to as the Romans Road. The woman woad. <laughs> That's a good ice cream flavor. Woman? <laughs> no, like, like Rocky Road. But oh, woman woad? The woman woad. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Romans 10, 13. And when you look into it, you got to look into it. Look uh, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it no God but one, Allah or Jesus, by Nabil Qureshi. A great in-depth look at the Islamic faith and the Christian faith, comparing the two, is Allah God or is Jesus God? And I thought this was appropriate since we're talking about the Christmas story, God becoming man, dwelling among us, dying on the cross, rising again, raising again, whatever. Mm-hmm. But comparing the Islamic faith and the Christian faith, Awesome book. It really, if 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 you have any contact with Muslims, 
which is awesome. This is a great book to have kind of in your tool belt for some know-how about what they believe, what Christians believe, and who's right. Because somebody's wrong. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's wrong. So in, in that whole idea, uh, also, if you don't have any Muslim friends, this is still a really good book for you to know why you believe what you believe. Yep. So I highly recommend it. Nabil Qureshi, he was a Muslim, got saved, became a Christian, and he actually just died a couple years ago oh, wow. from cancer. And But he, he's written a couple other books. Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus is another great book of his. Mm. Um, Answering Jihad is wow. another really good book of his. So he's got some good stuff out there. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Choke. We had a lot of fun creating this episode and hope you enjoyed listening. Please submit any requests, stories, or comments at tflministries.com slash podcast to stay involved. Remember, Zach reads your comments every night before bed. Don't forget to follow Zach at Ando Butte and myself at South for a Day. Have an amazing day and join us next week on Cross Choke. Thank you.